Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, and welcome to the Audio Time Capsule, episode 20. I'm comedian Simon Kane, and for those of you new to the show, this is the podcast where I invite a guest on, get them to leave 20 questions, and then a year later bring them back on to answer it. I then edit it so they're talking to their past self. All past voices will sound like this, and all future voices will sound like this. To give you an understanding of how the structure of the show is put together, here is a question that I left myself before this week's guest arrived. Have you been to the dentist? You've been at the Edinburgh Fringe 2017 for the whole of August and your tooth has been getting increasingly painful to exist in your mouth. That's not a good sentence, but essentially uh, you've been carrying around a toothbrush to emergency brush your teeth because it's the only way of calming down the gums. That's not good. And I know you're scared of the dentist, but you have to go. Have you got that sorted? Because if you haven't, past me hate you. Well past me, I have got it sorted. I will be honest with you, it was it did take the better part of the year. Uh, I'm 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 actually really proud of. It. Okay, right. So I'm I've been scared of the dentist for a while. I had an operation on my arm when I was about eight, and there was a issue with the gas and air that meant I woke up and like rolled off the like because I was a bit floppy I rolled off the table and when I came to after the operation I I said to my mum oh I dreamed this and she said oh no you didn't dream that that happened I was I, I stayed in the room with you the whole time and so ever since then I've been really paranoid about going under or having any kind of sedative or, or gas and air any any of that sort of stuff um so uh for me it, it yeah uh it was it was a really scary thing to do again because I, I, I my anxiety meant i had to go under a sedative so um i put it off for ages and i got it done about a month maybe two months ago uh it was it was really like so i went and met the dentist beforehand and talked to him and uh he was really kind and lovely and very charismatic and uh nothing like a dentist i'm used to and honestly it's really turned your our, our perspective on dentists around. I've actually registered with a dentist now. It's the first time I've done that in about six years. Um, maybe eight. It, it's been a while. Let's put it that way. You you know how, you know. So, um, yeah, he he. I I actually went I actually went and dropped him off some chocolates a week after the operation. 
I realised chocolates for a dentist wasn't the best idea, but I well, he's so impacted my perspective on dentist and dentistry that uh, I actually have been to the dentist since and not been scared. Like that sounds really like pathetic, I think, because I think as a thirty-one-year-old man, you shouldn't be scared of the, de- the dentist. But um, sorry, shorter answers. Uh, yes, I have been to the dentist. I'm pretty proud of myself, and uh, we now have a dentist. So. Uh, yeah, now we're working on our back because preventative care for everything but your teeth and back was not the best idea. So now we're going to work on those. Let's go into this week's episode. Great question passed me. In this week's episode, comedian, writer and now musician Kerry Marks came on to talk openly and honestly about his marriage falling apart, being homeless, losing his love for travel, but never losing his love for stand-up and creativity. As someone who really enjoys Kerry's work, I found it really interesting and an honest, in-depth look at his mind, but also kind of projecting a lot of his thoughts and insecurities onto myself, because I often feel similar things to him as a comedian. And so it was interesting to hear how he's dealing with those things and how he's coping with certain big life changes while still having to be the clown that everyone's laughing with on stage. I won't say much more, but before we dive into the episode, if you're new here, please do hit the subscribe button. If you're old here, please do give us an honest, ideally positive review in iTunes. I really want to keep the reviews higher than the episode count. So if you can keep the reviews coming, because I have uh, about 24 episodes to put out and we need four more reviews to keep it even keel. So if you can go and give it an honest, positive review, I'd really appreciate that. Uh, And either way, please do consider joining the Facebook group. It's called the Audio Time Capsule and it's on Facebook, obviously. But for now, let's open the time capsule of Kerry Marks. This is Kerry Marks on the uh, 25th of August. Uh, 2017, up here at the Edinburgh Festival, uh, recording my time capsule and <coughs> coughing <coughs> because it's uh, morning at the Edinburgh Festival and uh, coughing takes up most of the morning. Um, where am I at in life right now is I am a complete blank slate. Uh, my marriage ended last year. That has... Um, caused a lot of disruption in life. I've been, I spent the last year traveling. My stuff is in storage. I am officially at this moment homeless and I am clueless as to what even the next month is going to bring. So that is uh, the state of play where I ask these questions of myself. Yes. This is Kerry Marks on the 27th of August, 2018 uh, in Edinburgh for the Edinburgh Festival. Uh, at the end of the festival, the festival finished yesterday and I'm sitting with Simon to hear the questions I asked myself last year uh, and as to how I'm feeling about it. I only began to really understand this podcast during the year where I couldn't remember anything that I, <laughs> I said I was going to do, but I knew I must have promised a whole load of stuff and I'm sure I said I was going to do stuff on social media and things and um, uh, despite my social media phobia, and actually, this podcast haunts you during the year because you get odd moments where it comes back to you. And you go, I know I'm just going to be on this podcast again going, no, no, didn't, didn't, no, no, and no. What artistic growth have you had? Uh, asking that question because every year 
probably the most important thing to me in my career is to feel that I have grown in some way or other. Sometimes it'll be that I've got better at telling stories on stage or this year. Uh, it's been a massive ambition and a wall to break through of uh, playing music in my show. I learned to play guitar to a level at least where I consider myself ready to perform it in front of an audience. So I want to know, what have you achieved, Carey, that you, uh, that you are now better at than you were last year? All right. Well, first of all, may I congratulate myself on, on a very good question. <laughs> um, what have I achieved? I, I would say for a start with the music thing, um, I continued playing. I, I didn't take my guitar to lots of gigs, but I did occasionally take a, the guitar along to the gig. Didn't want to be, um, uh, I, don't, I don't want to become a musical act, but I do want the right. In fact, what one comedian said to me, oh, you've become a musical act, Mel Carey. And I was like, no, I'm just in a position where I can do what the hell I like. So that's why I played the guitar. So I brought the guitar on with me at a few gigs, and I think I've increased my confidence doing that, which is quite a big hurdle for me. So I'm quite pleased with that. Uh, as far as any other kind of growth, um, I don't know. But one thing I th- this is bad in that I left writing this show, this year's show, till very last minute. Um, I had to. There's too much life stuff going on, and uh, and also I, wrote, I started writing a different show, and then I wasn't happy with it, so I dropped it. Um, so th- this this may not be a particularly good. It's not a good habit to form, but I've I've gotten really good at writing a show very last minute, with uh, you know very really short time to go and. Uh, and you know, hardly any previews, so yeah. Well done, me. <laughs> Have you started your podcom? I've been talking a while for a while now about having a podcom, a, uh, a podcast sitcom, which you've had in your head, but with this year's craziness, you haven't got around to doing it. So uh, hopefully you will do now. I know you've got a vague idea of a script. Do it, did you? No. <laughs> did I? Did I bollocks? No, I did not. Um, I did start writing it though. I had an idea for it, and then I have have started a podcast though um, with Nick Doody called Citizens of Nowhere because um, we felt that this world needs more podcasts. So, uh, so we started one of those and did um, uh, you know we did a, I think something I can't remember something like twenty episodes so far. And during the festival, interviewed a number of comedians, which has been great. So have got that up and running. Um, and the podcom I had the idea for is still in the works. Of course you didn't do it. But you did start a podcast, so that is a decent step. Have you done anything about your web profile? You know you have absolutely no presence whatsoever on the web. And I know why. It's because... You are totally uninterested in anything to do with the web. You don't really go on Facebook. You hardly ever go on Twitter. You were born before all this kind of insanity that you had to do now. Uh, have you actually done about anything about it, recognizing that <laughs> these days it is a must? So I hope by now you have a website. Uh, I hope you have a podcast up and running of some kind or other, and some maybe writing blogs, some all that kind of shit that you've got to do. Maybe you're doing some of that stuff. All right, good. Hopefully the answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, podcasts I've already answered, so that's yes. Got a podcast up and running. Um, Podcom, planning it. And, uh, yeah, I'm very aware that that these days in this business you do need to have uh, a good internet presence. Have I done something about that? No, but... Actually, just before coming up here, I did get my website up and running. So that's started now. Um, uh, Carymarks.com. 
and uh, I think I, I I think I put on the face page at the moment that I will be adding blogs and things to it. So um, that was just shortly before the festival. To be absolutely fair to myself, there's been a lot happen this year. And uh, and I moved into a house that was uh, that was hell with the, with the worst narcissist in history, um, and uh, and really it, was, it became about several months of survival, which is what I tried to turn into a show this year, um, and was a big mistake because it was it was just too personal. I didn't get a chance to test it out enough, so I dumped it and wrote other stuff. But that took up a lot of my year. And I know that this particular podcast is just comedians making excuses for themselves but this was this is genuine this is what happened uh my life got taken over so but i've done pretty well i've got i've got so that's website that's good isn't it and i've got the um uh the, the one podcast and um yeah they haven't done a lot for my profile yet but keep keep pushing them right has my opinion on websites and social media changed no i'm still i'm still a total um uh, social media a phobe uh, I really don't care much for everyone's tittle tattly opinions um, and their 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 little arguments and so on. I use it I use the internet f- to get information and that's about the only use of it um, and occasionally I'll I want to get stuck in it but the reason why Nick Doody and I started our podcast was so that we we didn't have to get into these petty arguments and stuff on the internet we could just say what we think um, which is why it's been fun so no I yeah I've I will still carry on trying to get myself to do this stuff. Um, and I did start reading your book, um, Simon's book, um, which was great. But I had it on a computer that then bust. And then I went traveling uh, and I was away for months. And then uh, I haven't managed to get back to doing that yet. But I know that once I finish reading that book that was really good at the beginning of it, then that will inspire me to do all these things. So um, do you, I don't know whether this happens again next year or this, this, <laughs> this is it. Do we do a yearly update? No, maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, what's the word my wife used to call me? Uh, hermit. Because I never go out or do anything. Oh, shit. Right. Um, okay. Do the words recluse and hermit still apply to you as much as they have done in recent years? Or does, the, does anyone else in the world know that you do exist? <laughs> that is such a stupid question, Kerry, from a year ago. Oh, God, why can't I go back in time and slap him? That's ridiculous. Well, of course I'm still like that because that's who I am. You know, I, I, I go out occasionally and people have to convince me. If, I, I would not leave the house if it was not for peer pressure, which peer pressure has a bad name, but it's the only motivation that works for me. Um, people insist and I'm like, no, oh, right. But no, I don't. I'm, no, I'm, uh, I'm probably as much of a hermit as I've ever been. Yes, Kerry, of course you're still a hermit and... Uh, you, no one's going to complain to you about that because you won't go out and speak to anyone. <laughs> Have you put in some ideas for radio? You had a uh, a show on the radio. It was successful, and you were given a <coughs> chance to write another thing. You put in some ideas, and then life turned upside down, so you haven't done anything about it. Have you now at least uh, put some stuff in and followed that, followed that up? Right, I really resent me from a year ago complaining about life turning upside down last year when I'm, I'm trying to make that complaint this year. It's horrible how samey this feels. Don't complain to me, dickhead. I'm stuck in the past here. You're the one in the future who can do all the changing. Um, it, maybe it was more upside down. Uh, have I put in a, another idea for that? Yes, I did, actually. Um, I'm, not, I'm, I'm doing better than this than I thought I would, to be honest. 
so yes i have put in another idea it's uh, it got some interest and um i have a couple of other script things that i might put in for uh the odd place here and there so um yeah i'm re- I'm, I'm actually feeling quite impressed with myself right now that's another fairly positive answer i was expecting just to sit here just, just cringing at <laughs> everything i said last year did you do this no nah. no nah. but yes i have done bits of things which i think's you know by my standards pretty impressive specifics as you know I've, I've written stuff up and it's been sent in and it's being chatted about and there's people i've got to have meetings with so but it, everything's a slow process you know you can't really expect in a year to to just um necessarily have an, an instant series unless someone's come to you and gone we, we need you urgently you know so um yeah there's ideas in the works so very possible next question have you started on making the movie you know you've got a movie idea and it's cheap to do and really easy, simple scenes, sort of lightly based on this year's show. But have you done anything about it at all? Oh, bollocks. I've just remembered what that was. That was a really good idea, actually. It's, <laughs> I'm, I'm a really good ideas person, I realise now. I'm really good at... I've, I've, I've got files and files of ideas and normally I've written up the first part of it and uh, and roughly what it's going to be but what I know what that script was because what I liked about it was it, it was all happening in one room and it's still there was a lot of action um, but do you know what the truth is when you're on the road you don't get a lot of time to actually sit and write a thing I think I think I, I do most of my writing when I'm at home with my big computer so um, the road got in the way too much travelling, and I, I can see that happening next year as well. I'm going to be travelling around doing a lot of festivals next year. During this festival, I got here planning. I was speaking to a few other comedians about this the other day. The plan was take an hour a day to do work on my show and improve it, and then find another hour during the day to do write stuff and get things done. And I didn't find either of those two hours. <laughs> you end up going to see shows. You end up just meeting up with people and uh, appearing on things. So. No, the reality is very easy when you do a podcast like this to, to see time in a completely different way. But the reality is that, that you know, you, when you wake up, you've got to go around and search for food. The cupboards are empty. You've got to go and buy some. Uh, everything takes up more time than you plan for it to. So, no, I didn't do that. No. Get on it, Kerry. I can't believe you haven't done it. It was a really good idea. Are you doing any directing? You quite enjoy directing. The shows you've directed have, have done well, but you don't seek direction because they take up so much time and energy. And if you're going to do it, then you put yourself fully in it and it's exhausting as well as putting together a show of your own. But uh, I think I know that you would like to do some more directing. So have you done? That was a terribly worded question, but that was all right, was it? <laughs> I'll know what I meant. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Rambly Carey from a year ago. Um, no, I haven't done any more directing of people. Uh, there was a couple of people that asked me, but I wasn't around. Uh, I was in and out of the country too much, so I couldn't um, find, uh, I couldn't promise the energy for that. Yeah, okay. So on, on the high ambition uh, level, uh, and it's about as high as your ambitions are right now, have you done anything that would garner more of a following so that you're not just doing club gigs all the time and that you can do your own tour and bring in a bit more of your own audience? Hopefully, yes. Hopefully, you're answering this saying, yes, millions of fans, and I'm just <laughs> doing all the, the, the big um, giant building for the, uh, the O2 and the <laughs> Wembley Stadium. Right. 
I'd love that surprise in a year. <laughs> yeah, next year when this is recorded, live from Wembley, <laughs> straight after the show. Well, being here in Wembley, I'd like to say, yes, it's been a great achievement. Um, no, of course, that didn't happen. Let's not be ridiculous. Did I, um, I, I, I did during this festival have quite a few people come in who've seen me before, and it was quite nice that I dared. I don't normally risk asking this, but at the beginning of the, each show, I asked who'd seen me before, and it, it was quite large numbers, most, you know, most of the audience uh, a lot of days. So I, I was quite pleased with that. But um, no, that's all down to that whole bloody internet presence thing that one day I'm going to face, I probably won't face up to doing it, I'll just face up to the fact I'm not going <laughs> to. Okay, did you go back to Australia? I know at this point it's a massive question mark because it's on offer, but there's a feeling that last year you travelled so much, you were out the country so much, you didn't get a chance to do any of these projects and therefore have an affirmative to any of the questions I'm asking here. So did you go back to Australia? And if not, did you use the time to actually get podcasts and other things going that you were going to do? Um, No, I decided not to go back to Australia because I wanted to be around for a bit and um, ended up not being around for very much because I I was travelling an awful lot still, um, lots of of gigs far away. So um, no, I didn't, but I am probably going back to Australia next year because I think that's uh, uh, fairly definitely on the cards right now. And I've got to work out a system to get more work done whilst I'm away so that I'm not facing myself again on this podcast next year going, no, still nothing. Did you travel as much in general? Because last year involved a great deal of travelling around. And I think right now you're undecided as to whether you want to be travelling a load again for next year uh, or whether you would like to stay in one place and have more time to get things done. God, I've become a miserable bastard. I used to love travelling. Used to really love travelling, used to go, go places and so on. But then more and more, when you travel as a comedian, you realise you only see a hotel and an airport anyway, and a venue. Um, so, yeah, I think that reflected how I was feeling about travelling at the, the time, because I, I did a, way too much that year. Um, this, over the last year, I'd say that I, I, I turned a few things away, and that was um, uh, that felt good doing that. But at the same time, no, I still ended up uh, on the road and on flights and being places quite a fair bit. And I think that's coming up again as well. Because the truth is, this circuit, actually, the, the comedy circuit just doesn't have enough to sustain a whole year round anyway. So I think uh, travelling is now quite a necessary part of the job. And I was just being very unrealistic last year. Um, last year's Kerry, you get another slap. Have there been any opportunities that have come up over the last year that you turned down and you now think that was a bad decision? What the hell did I mean by that? One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are there any th- opportunities that I turned down? No. No, actually, I think one good thing with me is I, I very rarely regret turning anything down. Once I've turned anything down, I, I just, just instantly feel like that's a good idea. I'll, st- I'll stick with the decision. So, um... No, I'm surprised that I didn't know myself well enough to ask that question. No, absolutely not. I'm, I'm very happy with every decision I have made. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Well done, me. Well, I'm glad there's no regrets, but were there any opportunities over the last year that you took that you now think that was a bad idea? No, once again, I think I've made... Um, no, I, I think things came along and, and largely... I th- this is the trouble, actually, is is that most things just come to me, and I just say yes and no to things. And actually, listening to this back, I'm realizing that's something I could, I should, I do need to be. I hate that word, proactive, but I'm going to have to use be a bit more proactive and try and um, control what's coming in and going out a bit more. But it's largely people call me, "Do you want to do this?" and I say yes or no. And there's obviously there's always. Uh, that question would be a definite yes as far as odd gigs that get in your diary that you don't know how the hell they got there. Every now and then, someone gives you a list of things and you say yes to something and then you um, just find yourself... You, it looms. We call them loomer gigs. That's a word I started for a while ago and I'm hearing it back now. G- gigs that loom in your diary and go, how did I get here? You start hating that date uh, as it approaches. Um, no, it's, the life decisions, possibly. I mean, the, the, the I saw mentioned before is I moved into a flat that... Um, but even I can't blame myself for it. The guy moving out really sold the place good. You know, as great as like, an amazing place to move in. And it turned out he was trying to get out of there because it was so bad. And then I got stuck with it like a, an awful white elephant that uh, I, the only way I could get out was to do the same to someone else. So that kind of messed up my life for several months over the last uh, last year. Um, so that, that, was, that was the only thing I'd put down as a really bad decision, but I still wouldn't blame myself for it. Have you had any surprises in your career over the last year? Did any projects come up of a type you would totally not have expected to happen as I'm talking right now? Hopefully they were delightful. No, there hasn't been. I think as you get older and you've been in the business for a long while, the, the, um, the surprises stop. <laughs> they do. And I had a, and I had a decent, had just a call out of the blue. Oh, I did have a... Uh, a called a few days ago asking if I wanted to do news night but then um I was rushing into a venue and didn't get to reply in time and I'm not sure what happened and then didn't hear back from it so um that's about the only thing I can think of you know if you go back past years you get odd calls you know can you pop along and do a tv thing or just uh you know a good morning thing but um no that happens less and less I, I I think everyone's after the new young fellas and and women now rather than the old twats like me yes you do sound like a grumpy old man and uh, I'm, I'm sure you're still going to get plenty of surprises. Are you doing this podcast again up in Edinburgh? Did you do another show? Right now, you can't decide whether to take a year off next year or oh, really? whether to uh, have another show. Every now and then, it's nice to take a year off uh, Edinburgh. Did you do that? 
I did not, and I did come up and do another show. Hooray! A positive answer from me. Something I definitely did do. I came up again with yet another show, and this was show number 13. Unlucky for some, but not me, because it's been lots of fun doing it. Um, and uh, I, I, I think Edinburgh Festival is a habit, not necessarily a good habit, but it is a habit that I've gotten into, so it's probably easier for me to say, yes, I'm going to do it each year than not do it. What made me decide to do it is the trouble is you have to make a decision back in, I think it's like January time nowadays. And so I left it and ignored it and then realised it was a case of um, I was about to run out of time to uh, to make a decision on it. So I I don't know, spur of the moment, I just said, yes, I was going to do it. And then I didn't have anything else massive that looked like it was going to be occupying me as well. So... Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I really can't remember what my mindset was back then, but I think I just um, uh, yeah had got got to the end point where you could make a decision, and then just said yes to it, um, probably without even thinking that much. Actually, knowing me, I just would have gone. Oh, yeah, I may as well. It's about as far as far as uh, as much excitement I get. But yeah, you know, who cares? Might do. It's that or not do it, and not not do it is just hanging around doing gigs. So you know, I'd rather be up here. If you are in Edinburgh, did you do two shows? This year, you have thought largely that bringing one show up to Edinburgh isn't enough, and you would rather have two shows running of two different types to keep the festival more exciting and interesting. Hopefully, you have, like, five. Jesus Christ, Kerry, you're so demanding. First of all, did I come back and do a show? That's already enough, isn't it? I've got a new hour together. I wrote it really fast, and with everything else that's happened this year, now you're like, did you do two shows? Did you do five? Like, sod off. Um, no, I didn't. I did one show, and you should be satisfied with that. It's very impressive getting a new hour of comedy together. And it was hard-hitting, quality comedy. At least that's what I think it was. I'm writing my own, I'm writing my own review now. <laughs> Listen to my voice. Listen to how exhausted I am. You wanted me to do two shows? Are you nuts? Fuck you, future Carey. Don't you talk to me like that. I'm, I'm more aspirational than you. Make more effort. All right, it's time for... The personal questions. Uh-oh. My first question is, are you still smoking? Oh, uh, you know that's your biggest struggle. The nicotine has uh, firmly had you in its grip for a long time. And you quit, but you <coughs> start again because you're better at starting again than you are at quitting. Which have you done, Kerry? And hopefully you are a very comfortable non-smoker right now. I hate this podcast. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> God, it's bad. Um, did I quit smoking? Yes, I did actually quit smoking for a bit. And then there was another bit where I quit for a while as well. Did I start smoking again? Yes, I did. It's my worst habit. Um, I'm really good at uh, I'm really good at saying no to things except that. So, um, yeah. No, I've, no, I'm a failure. Yes, I could tell by the way you coughed that you were still smoking. Are you still single? This has been a year of adjustment after marriage. At the moment, you can't even decide whether you'd like to be in a relationship or be single. Um, <laughs> what's happened? Do you know what? I was really enjoying being single for a quite a long time. Because, um, you know, after 11 years of marriage, and I've been in relationships before that, um, I quite like having my own space. I'm a bit of a loner and, as I mentioned before, you know, a little bit of a hermit as well. So that was nice. But... Um, then I felt I had to do something about it. So I joined a dating site 
and started doing all the writing to people and so on, found it so frustrating and annoying that instead I wrote jokes about it and that formed a large part of my Edinburgh show this year. So what I got out of joining a dating site was probably about 20, 25 minutes worth of material. So it was worth it for that. But no, it's another thing that I've realised. Um, uh, speaking to other people who do those dating sites, it seems like you can't just write to, you look at someone's profile and then write something that's about their profile and do all the things you're meant to do. Because actually, it, I think to them it just looks like you've taken too much trouble and you look a bit desperate or something. I'm not sure what it is, actually. It's another thing I've got, I've got to learn to get better at because I like the old days as a comedian, way before I was married, when we do a gig and then um, you know women would just come over and dive on top of you. Um, <laughs> okay, that's... Oh, I'm slightly exaggerating, but no woman has ever dived on top of me. Um, but they'd come over and, you know, you talk to people. People used to hang around after gigs, so you could do a gig and then talk to real-life people right in front of you. And um, I guess because I don't go out partying a lot, I am now going to have to start getting more into that internet dating, but I think it's mindless and empty and, uh, yeah. But it's just another thing in life to get around to next year. Given that I don't really get on well, I do. I do like the internet. I just don't like the social media aspect of the internet, really. Um, you know, just for just for facts, just for looking things up, reading articles. I like. I love the internet for that. Um, so, I didn't join a dating site until probably about two or three months ago. Went on it for a little bit, and then and I left one, joined another one, left Match dot com. I think I just tried that momentarily. Went on one called Plenty of Fish. Uh, which seems to be full of uh, teachers and care workers and that. Not that there's anything wrong with that, um, but just the, the the profiles all seem very samey, you know. So I might have to join a different one that's, um, I, I, I don't want to say I'm looking for intelligent people, but someone I can have more of a conversation with than people who want to tell me their star signs and their profile and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, all these things, a lot of stuff in life that takes a lot of dedication and, um, it's really hard to be dedicated with something you've got no interest in whatsoever. I find that that holds me back all the time. So, um, yeah, let's hope my next question is not about going to the gym. Are you going to the gym regularly? Ah, I know the answer to this. The answer is you are trying to and you intend to. You mean well, but you are not, are you? <laughs> <laughs> that was a wild guess. I didn't think for a moment I would have asked myself that. Um, yes, I was going to the gym pretty regularly, actually, so I've done pretty good with that. And then I came up to Edinburgh, and the first thing I did when I got up here was I joined the gym. Uh, and then the first few days got really busy, so I didn't get a chance to go there. Uh, then I pulled a muscle, um, and then I got a sciatic nerve thing going, and I couldn't go to the gym because of that. And then as that started easing off, I did a day of seeing a lot of shows and caught the Edinburgh bug that was going around. Uh, so I couldn't go to the gym for a bit. And then I sneezed myself an injury. Um, I sneezed so hard that I damaged, the, <laughs> I think I might have damaged a rib or something. So um, I haven't been to the gym this month. So sorry to let you down last year's carry, but I am sort of on it. But unfortunately, what I have to report is whilst I am able to force myself to go to the gym several times a week, I still haven't learnt to enjoy it yet. Are you still enjoying playing the guitar? You made a lot of progress with the guitar and included it in your show this year, but are you still playing it? Are you still enjoying playing it? And how have you progressed musically? 
Are you, for example, playing an electric guitar now? Have you started using pedals? Have you perhaps learned to play a different instrument? Or did your musical ability peak this year? Yes, still playing the guitar. Hooray, got another one. Um, did I get into pedals, electric guitar? No, I talked myself out of wanting to do that instead, which I'm you know, really skillful at. Um, why? I just want to get good at... I enjoy the acoustic guitar, so that's all I need to do. I don't need to do pedals. I don't need for fucking pedals. What the hell? What kind of person plays pedals anyway? You drive a car if you want pedals. I don't fucking pick up a guitar to fucking pedals. Um, so, no, no interest in pedals. Might change my mind in the future, but right now they're off the cards. And as far as the acoustic guitar, yes, actually, I played it a fair bit. Played it more... Played it at a few gigs. Did... Um, uh, Distraction Club in London, which is a music gig, so pa, and also uh, got better at a few little manoeuvres and that, where you know, things like just strumming fast and hitting the right string during a strum and things like that, which um, uh, I think I still impress myself more than I impress anyone else. But it does impress me a lot because I know that that came from a place of music being totally blind spot impossible. So, yeah, achievement. Okay, that sounds like a positive answer. Good job. I am looking forward to hearing your new moves on the guitar. Where are you living? At this moment in time, your stuff is in storage and you have absolutely no plan whether you're even going to go back to London or move somewhere else. Anything could be true right now. So um, so what are, you, what are you up to? What's going on? How's it going, Kerry? Well, Kerry, I'll tell you. Um, had a little while of being... Of keeping my stuff in storage and moving around, enjoyed that considerably, uh, and I would recommend it to anyone. Except it reached a point where um, it just went a little too long. You know, there's a point where you need to um, have a home base, and you know, for your posts and everything else, and and just you know, somewhere to return to that's a bit more definite. Uh, so I got myself a place in Crouch End that was a really lovely house, but it turned out. Um, it was also occupied by a wanker who uh, was was a, a massive problem. One of the most, I wouldn't even say difficult, one of the most unpleasant human beings I have ever left, lived with and tried to tell everybody else what I thought, which I don't, I, I don't normally spread negative words about people, but I was so right about this. And eventually, only after he stole all of their money did they finally believe me. And I got out of there. And then I drove around the van because uh, the other place I'm planned to move to fell through. So I drove around the van with full of my stuff, going, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then um, another place came available uh, in Crouch End. So I, I went there and I live across the road to one of my buddies and we can wave at each other. So it's all very nice now. If you could appear in front of me right now, here in this time, what one piece of advice would you give me? I would tell you to stop asking such stupid questions. Like most of them, when you were asking them, you must have known the answer to them anyway because uh, you know you well enough to not think you've, you're going to magically change into some uh, you know, hyper-achieving, um, extremely active kind of guy. Um, you, you quite enjoy uh, just sitting at home, strumming the guitar or going out hanging with a few mates rather than... Uh, um, I know, right? Do you know all all the meetings with um, producers and so on, and trying to sell scripts and ideas and so on was something you did years ago, and actually found it made you pretty angry. <laughs> you didn't really love that kind of going out selling yourself stuff all the time. So the truth is, um, what I'd tell you is to be a bit more satisfied 
which I think mostly you are, Kerry. Most most you'd be satisfied with the way things are going whilst continuing to push to uh, to achieve a little bit more. When you look back over the year, what makes you smile the most? What was the most delightful, happy, or even wonderful thing that happened? Golly, that's a difficult one. Definitely getting out of that house that was a problem. That was uh, a master moment, managing to escape the great escape. Um, oh, I, I can think of a number of social occasions amongst my mates that have been very pleasurable and lots of fun. Uh, and mostly would involve details that I would have no intention of telling you on your podcast because they <laughs> they might have involved um, alcohol or anything else. I don't know um, particularly what was going on, but um, yeah, no, there there have been yeah fun moments and and uh, and nice times away and so on. But um, yeah, I think most of the year has been fairly humdrum. But there, yeah, there's been there's been the odd worthwhile <laughs> a few split seconds here and there <laughs> and my final question which is a difficult one uh it's, it's, well, it's a simple question but it's it's got difficulty to it is are you happy which i think is always going to be hard for me to answer because it might depend on what moment what part of the day you do the podcast <laughs> but hopefully the answer is yes i'm delirious good luck Kerry. <laughs> Oh, it is the wrong time to ask me, isn't it? It's the end of the Edinburgh Fringe. Uh, last gig yesterday. The last gig was a uh, lovely crowd and um, overall being happy with the show. There's a lot of things I'm happy with. Um, there's quite a few things I'm happy about. But that's quite an interesting question. Am I happy? I honestly don't know anymore whether I am a happy person. I really can't tell. I'm not sure whether I am depressed or whether I am a depressive um, or whether I am generally just okay with everything, do you know? I mean, so, so I, it's a very difficult one to answer. I think I came out of marriage, and, uh, and no disrespect to my wife, you know, we're, we're we're still mates and everything. But for a number of reasons, I think that that caused a lot of change in me for you know eleven years, and uh, and I think I might come out of that with a bit of depression and. Um, uh, and also, you know, health issues that don't go away. So it's very hard to be totally happy. During this festival, I had quite a bit of, you know, chest pain and stuff. So, uh, um, and you, after a heart attack, you're never quite sure whether it's that kicking off again. So um, I, I, I actually, I've, I've, I've found that I do push myself to do things, even though I, I, I often feel quite weak. Um, but I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm a strong, weak person. So I'm happy about that. But am I actually happy? I don't know. That was Kerry. Hearing how he dealt with so much negativity at the start of this project, but turned it around ultimately into something creative and positive, was really inspiring and really interesting. And I enjoyed this immensely. It was so humbling for him to be so open and honest with us about the issues he's dealt with and yet he's had an amazing year and he's really turned it around for himself and for me as you know we, we all have our own issues we all have our own problems and we all think that they're the biggest thing in the world to us but the reality is I think the the way that you know we deal with them shows our character more and I know and I'm not saying if you you know <laughs> I'm not saying if you're depressed just deal with them because I, I have suffered with depression before and it's not fun or exciting or helpful to hear that sort of thing um what i'm saying is is that the the way that he's dealt with them and the way that i try and deal with my stuff now 
um, is very, uh, yeah, it was just very great to hear him talk about that. And I enjoyed his positivity in the face of negativity. And also the fact he's embraced social media and the internet. I, I'm a big social media nerd and uh, a big fan of the internet in general. So it was great to hear that he has at least made some concessions to be online and to build his fan base there, which is really cool. And thank you very much for the book plug. Uh, if you would like to buy a copy of my book, it's called How to Make a Living by Working for Free. You can find a link in the show notes or you can search for it on Amazon. Uh, it's £5 digitally on Amazon or on my website, or you can buy a paperback copy on my website for I think it's £11 I'll double check it if you want but the links will be in the show notes Uh, please do buy it it's about how to build an audience online and then get them to support you after you've given them a lot of free content so speaking of which if you'd like to donate towards keeping the podcast going you can do that on PayPal on my website which is simonkane.co.uk or you can do it on Patreon from $1 an episode please do consider giving me some sort of money uh, donation if you have enjoyed it and if not uh, please do hit the subscribe button so you can get the latest episodes when they come out or you can give us an honest review on iTunes Ideally five stars. At the moment, all the reviews are five stars, which is exciting as hell, because that rarely happens. So if you can do that, that would be really appreciated as well. The audio time capsule is a Fruit That Got In Gravity's Way production for the internet. All elements were created by me, comedian Simon Kane. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for subscribing. And thank you very much for rating and donating if you do. I'll see you all in about 14 days' time. Bye! 